on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bank roll. Can't fold, does a no. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today we have Q&AF. Uh, as we do most Mondays, and uh, today we're going to answer some of your questions. Now, if you want your questions answered on the show, you can submit your questions a few different ways. The first way is... Guys, email those questions to askandy at andyforsella.com. Or you can go on YouTube on the Monday shows, and uh, down there in the comments, ask a question in the comments, and we'll pick some from there as well. Other times, you tune in, we're going to have CTI. That's what we're going to have tomorrow, right? Cruise the internet, that's what that means. Uh, this is where we put up the news, the headlines, what's going on in the world. We speculate on what's true. We speculate on what we think is not true. And then we uh, talk about how we the people are the solution to these problems going on in the world. Other times we have real talk. Real talk is just five to 20 minutes of me giving you some real talk. Then we have full length. Full length is where we have a friend step in and we just kind of have a conversation. And then we have 75 hard verses. Now, 75 hard verses is for people who have... Uh, done the 75 hard program who have taken their life from a place of discomfort, frustration, uh, lack of control, and basically crossed the chasm into someone who is in charge of their own existence. The 75 hard program is the world's most popular mental recalibration program, and it is available for free at episode 208 in our audio feed. So if you're struggling, if you don't know how to get the momentum going again, if you're figuring out uh, that you know things are hard and you need to do something, Go check out 75 Hard because it's not a fitness program. It's not an internet challenge. It's an actual blueprint for how you reprogram all the things in your life to gain control over your environment versus your environment being in control of you. So uh, episode 208 is for free. If you want to buy the book, the book is on my website, andyforsella.com. It's just called 75 Hard. I do have a new book coming out January 1st, so keep an eye out for that as well. All right. With that being, oh, we do have a fee. The fee is share the show, okay? Uh, we put a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of money. I'm sharing with you guys 25 years of entrepreneurial experience. Um, and I do it for free. I'm not selling it to you for $997. Uh, I'm not out here running a fucking course plan on you guys uh, for shit that I didn't do. I'm actually teaching you the skill set that I've used to build multiple successful companies, very successful companies. And I give it to you for free. So uh, when you get value from that, if you... Uh, if you feel so inclined, please share the show. We don't run ads on the show. I don't take money. I fund the show myself because I want to be able to say whatever I want. And I don't want people telling me what I can and can't say. So uh, if you get value from the show, share it. Don't be a hoe. Share the show. All uh, right. So what's up, dude? What's going on? Not much. Yeah. Just uh, ready to answer some questions for some people. What's going on with you? Nothing much, man. We uh, put up put up our Christmas tree over the weekend. Yeah. That was good. How'd that go? Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I told I told Alex, I'm like, I, I, like, let's just do it ourselves. And, you know, Ryan wakes up and just sees it. Yeah. Because trying to do it with a little kid, it's it's difficult. Yeah. Because she, she makes it very hard. Yeah. But uh, we, we survived and getting ready for the Christmas spirit, man. Cool. Yeah. We put Christmas lights on our house. First, first time, time ever. Yeah. First, first time, time I ever did that. It, it was wild seeing it. I'm yeah. like, all right. Yeah. I like it, though. It looks good. Yeah, man. You know, like, the more... The more I realize that they're trying to erode typical American customs uh, and replace it with nothing mm -hmm. and demoralize our country, the more important I realize it is to participate in our actual holidays. Mm. Uh, and that's really like what made me yeah. 
say, dude, we need, we need to do this. Yeah. You know, it's not happy holidays. It's fucking Merry Christmas. Merry fucking Christmas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm not playing around with these people no more. So yeah. I put up pretty good amount of Christmas lights on my uh, <laughs> on, on my on my humble abode. <laughs> Looks like a fucking landing strip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, little Clark Griswold so action. Bl- like Blackhawks and shit can see it when they come. They in. come over anyway. <laughs> yeah. Shit, dude. Every helicopter in St. Louis flies over my house, bro. Yeah. It's annoying as fuck. Yeah. I know they're doing it because it's like it's a cool property. I know that guy down there. Well, no, it's a it's a cool property. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a compound. But like, bro, you helicopter pilots here in St. Louis flying over my house all the fucking time gets old. Like, stop doing it, <laughs> assholes. I remember looking into doing the FAA blackout thing on you. We should do that. It's difficult. Well, we should do that. It's fucking annoying. It happens a yeah. hundred times a day. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Lights look good, though, man. Yeah, they do. Lights look good. So, uh, <laughs> never mind. What? <laughs> no, nothing. Nothing, man. I got some good questions for you, though. Let's get into these guys. Andy, question number one. Uh, Andy, I recently got an email about an ecology meeting in an alphabet club in my daughter's school. She's in eighth grade, and this is what they want to shove down her throat. I want to handle it the right way. I have a bad temper, especially when it comes to idiots. But how should I go about approaching this situation? Personally, I'd like to go down and slap the shit out of everybody at the district, but I know that that isn't going to help. Any advice? I don't know. What would you do? You're a parent. Yeah, I mean, it's- I, I'm going to tell you this. If I had kids, they wouldn't be going to school places like that. Yeah. They just wouldn't be. I would do whatever I had to do to make sure that they're not in that environment. They're not being shoved down and having forced upon them political ideologies or gender ideologies or any of this other shit that isn't true, okay? Like, when we, this is the problem with gender ideology that people do not talk about enough, all right? They say, oh, just be polite and cater to these people. Mm -hmm. Well, the problem with that is that what you're asking us to do is to deny what we know is fact and reality. And when we deny what we know is fact and reality, we lose confidence and trust and belief in ourselves it erodes away Mm -hmm. so you're asking us to play make-believe with this concept which isn't actually true which destroys our own understanding of what truth is and then on the flip side when we cater to calling people a girl when they're a boy and vice versa and telling them they can be whatever they want we're conditioning our kids to believe that the world will bend and and be manipulated to their will at any given time. Mm -hmm. And that's just not the way it works. And so it actually hurts both sides. And it's not a bigoted thing. It's an actual truth thing that we should come to terms with the reality of what it is. It's not... It's not being mean, okay? Like, if you want to be a cross-dresser or you want to pretend to be a woman and that's your life, then cool. But, like, asking everybody else to pretend and asking everybody else to go along with it is actually disrespectful because what you're doing is you're asking them to lie to themselves, which destroys their own belief, their own confidence, and their own self-esteem. So it's harmful in other ways. And when we do this with little kids who are very young, they grow up with this, all right? So, personally... I, if I had kids, there's zero fucking chance at all that they would be in an environment like that ever. Yeah. And, and and I understand that's hard. And I understand some of you guys might have financial limitations, but that's why it's important to become financially successful. That's why it's important to make a lot of money. So you have fucking options. Yeah. Okay. So I, I would I would say like, I mean, my, my question would be, 
is how many other parents in that school do you know? Where Where's the parent community at? Because I, I would be willing to put money that you're probably not the only parent who has concerns about this. So I don't know, maybe at, you know, pick up or drop off, go start talking to other, some other parents. We get a, get a little community going because there's going to be strength in numbers. If you go by yourself, they'll probably laugh you out the fuck. There are it. strength in numbers, but that's why they've, that's why they've bullied people into submission and made them believe that being part of the quote unquote silent majority is some sort of noble thing. Yeah. The reality is, is that they have very intelligently stifled any sort of resistance through bullying and shame. So they have culturally conditioned people to not speak up. So you have grown adult parents where the vast majority of them agree with you and me and what we're saying, not saying anything because they're afraid to rock the boat. But if they go just talk to the other parents, they'd figure out that they're all on the same team and they could actually get something done. But ultimately, bro, this comes down to courage. This comes down to not being a fucking bitch. This comes down to standing up and saying, I don't care what you guys think. Call me whatever name you want. Say whatever you want. But I'm not going along with this shit. And neither should you. And we should all work together to do that. That's how you handle those situations. But that takes courage. And right now, there's a lot of people that don't have courage yeah. because they've been bullied for the last 10 years. And, you know, how many people do we hear from that say, you know, oh, man, I love the show. I wish I could say that stuff, but I don't want to rock the boat. Bro, if you don't start rocking the boat, there's going to be no boat left to ride in. That's the that's the reality that we have that to come reality, to. reality, man. Yeah. Well, I think people also need to realize, too, it's like, you know, you talk about, you know, this, this is why cancel culture in – reality doesn't really work because the people who are trying to cancel don't have the buying power, right? And the same thing goes to schools, bro. Like if you look in if if you look at the data, the 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 percentage of or the number of of kids being homeschooled has gone up, mm-hmm. private schools going up, right? Like schools that are not going with this stuff. And so these schools they're going to be faced with no choice but to respect the wishes of parents because when those parents start taking them kids out of the schools, those schools shut down. Right. And so, like, I mean, I don't know. I, I would say get get with your parents, man. Like, like get a community. Maybe, you know, if you're f- afraid of going in by yourself, try with five other parents. Be afraid of what are you afraid of? That's what I'm saying. Like, hold on. I'm dude. trying to understand this. What are you afraid of? What are you? What are you afraid of? You're afraid of someone who you don't respect, who you disagree with, who you don't want to be, who you don't admire in any way, shape or form calling you a name. Right. You're afraid of that's it. Yes. That's it. Just the name. You're afraid of someone who completely is interfering in your ability to raise your child the way that you want to raise it. And they feel entitled to do so. And you have zero respect for these people and what they do and how they do it. But you're afraid to speak up against them. That means you're the problem, not them. Yeah. You're the problem. If you're if you're looking for permission. Granted, go do it. <laughs> it's, it's not about needing permission, dude. It's about understanding. Like, if you don't speak up, if you don't stand up for your kids, they're going to get indoctrinated into this shit. Mm-hmm. And then what? Who failed them then? Yeah. You did. So this is something that you have to take responsibility for and start to understand and be a grown-up. Like, if you have kids, you have a duty to stand up for what you believe is right and wrong, whether that be in the grocery store, whether that be on the playground, whether that be in the school system, wherever it is. And we have a bunch of people who are afraid to be called something because that, whatever. I don't know why. Dude, it's so funny. I was uh, taking Ryan to school yesterday morning and, uh, or 
last last week, it was a couple of days ago, I was taking her to school and we're walking out the door. And she's at this age where, like, she knows, like, girl, boy. She got yeah. it, right? And yep. she knows that she's a girl. She knows daddy's a boy, right? She got it. And we're walking out the house. She's like, daddy, I'm a girl. I'm like, yep, you sure are. And you will always be. Yeah. And, like, it's, it's like, and I said it, like, it, it hap- I said it so quickly. And then I'm like, that's it. Like, why am I even having to say this right now? Yeah. You because know? you have a bunch of people that shouldn't, who, that shouldn't even be educators who feel somehow entitled to teach people's children things that the parents don't want taught. And then when confronted on it, they say, those are our children. We have a right to teach them that. Yeah. No, the fuck you don't. And so, dude, until we get some par- some real parent pushback, this is going to continue. The, all those people that do that gender ideology and this pushing of sexual, they should be fucking eliminated from the school system. Yeah. Uh, 100% they should it's not be educators. Teacher. No. We, our educators should be preparing our kids to go out in the real world and, and be able to survive. And what they're doing is the opposite of that. They're creating a scenario where our kids think that if they go out and they throw enough of a tantrum, the world will bend around to them. And then we wonder why these kids go out in the world today. We have so many young people that are of the age around 19, 20, 21 who are ineffective in the real world. And then what do those people do? And you have to think about the bigger agendas or why they want that. Why Why would they want an entire generation of people who cannot fucking be effective in real life? Well, because if they're not effective in real life, that means they have to be dependent on the government. And this is how they maintain control. And you guys think it's about being polite or inclusive. It has nothing to do with that. That's what they tell you it's about. That, yes, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with them state and the people teaching it. They believe it's about being inclusive. They believe it's, but they're called useful idiots. If you read any book about communism, that's what these people are called. So, yeah, the worst part about it is like, you know, they yell at you, oh, you know, be, be inclusive, be tolerant. But yet we get zero tolerance or inclusivity correct. on the back end. Correct. Right? So it's like at that point, it's over. Yeah. It's over. This is supposed to be a win win situation. It's, it's not, it's not about <laughs> that. If you, if you, if you say anything to them, it's bullying, but they have no problem bullying you at all. They'll call you every single name. They'll they'll try to cancel you with their Facebook groups. They'll try to put you on blast. They'll bully the fuck out of you as long as you stay quiet. Mm-hmm. So it's time to bully them the fuck back. That's where the fuck we are. That's real shit. Yep. It is time to bully the people back. That's where we are. And I'm not apologizing for it because I've warned about this for for almost 10 years. Like we have to stand our ground, and we cannot give an inch of fucking ground to these people anymore. That's the answer. So your answer is be a responsible parent, be a leader for the children, stand the fuck up like a grown adult like you are, and stop being a pussy. Love it. That's the answer. No, that is the answer, man. That's it, man. Guys, Andy, question number two. Andy, how do you build sales in a customer base in today's world via social media while living a private life? Huh. A lot of famous and successful people online have everything online for everyone to see, their house, their wife, their kids, cars, property. You are the only one that I know who has really kept people away from the intricate details of your life. I currently have built a successful business and I want to go further, uh, but it just seems all business owners are just sharing their whole life to gain a customer. I'm a very private man with a wife and daughter who's never posted on the Internet. I want to push further and harder on social this year. I just don't want to lose my privacy. So how do you build social media without letting the internet fully expose every aspect of your life? Privacy is the cost that you pay to get where you're trying to go on social media. 
You are the product. Your life is the product. And yes, while I have been able to be more private the last few years, there has also been a cost to that because my Instagram page could be at 10 million followers or 15 million followers. And my YouTube could be at multi-million followers. Have I, have I been showing my life the whole time? So we have to understand the reality. I started in this in 2012 on social media, all right? So that means I've been doing it for thir- or 12 years. Te- what is that? 11. 11 years. 12 years in a month, yeah. okay? I only stopped posting in 2020. So that means for eight years, I did all the shit that you're saying you don't want to do, which built my brand to a point where I have a loyal following and now my content comes from what i have to say and how i think not people observing my life Mm -hmm. but if you've noticed i have started to do a little bit more of showing my life why do you think i've done that do you think i'm doing that because it's bad for my brand (laughs) i'm not doing that because i think it's fun and cool it's not (laughs) listen here's real talk i am having fun doing it and i do think it's fun and cool but getting me to the point to do it I did not think that, okay? I had a lot of friends around me who convinced me that that was something that was probably a good idea. And one of the friends, we talk about the Hermoses a lot, they're great people, but Alex and Layla came, they were here visiting um, and we were in a locker room and Layla said to me, hey, look, dude, I love your content. I've been listening to your content since 2015 when you started it. She's like, the reason I think you should show more of your life is twofold, one, because when I was consuming your content and you're talking about going hard and working hard and, and paying the price and all these things that you talk about, I felt like that was all you did. And when I couldn't live to that life, I felt like I was failing. Mm-hmm. So that was the first thing that made me realize, man, I need to show people a little bit more, right? And, and, and the second thing was, is that I have a number of younger people who come to me and they say, uh, you know, dude, like anytime I post like cars or my success or anything like that. Like that's not, I'm, I don't, that's not my cup of tea, bro. I like, I like that stuff cause it's me. I don't like that stuff cause I'm trying to get more clout. And that's why I have one of the nicest car collections on the planet that never gets seen. Nobody's ever seen it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I realized that when I do show those things, I get a lot of feedback from like the younger generation where they're saying, man, like, dude, I'm so glad you show this stuff because it makes me believe that what I'm doing now will be worth it. And so what I've started to realize is that I have a responsibility. I used to believe this, I, I and I know this is true, that I have a responsibility to show my success because of the inspiration that it provides, okay? But then the internet got so fucking douchey All right. Where I felt like I was one of them when I was showing my life. So I stopped doing it. But what I realize now is that all that's left is a bunch of fake ass shit and no real shit. So why do you think I'm doing day in the life? So you guys can see what it looks like. And I guarantee you, and I can say this without a hesitant of a doubt, there's not a single motherfucking social media influencer on the fucking planet that has the life that I have. Not a single one. There's a lot of guys that pretend to have a cool life. They might have a decent house and they might got a, you know, a car or two, or maybe they're doing this or that, but they don't, they don't have it all, bro. They don't have companies they run. Like, let's see some of that from these influencers, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, (laughs) 
There's a lot of bullshit out there, is my point. Yeah. And so I've, I've started to be, become more aware that I have a, a, an obligation to show what it really looks like, which is far cooler than what any of these guru dumbasses are showing you anyway. Yeah. Cool, you got, you got one car that you financed out your ass for, <laughs> buy my shit, right? right. Like, <laughs> you guys don't even know what real baller shit looks like because none of these motherfuckers that you follow are real ballers. You can't do it. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Let me so let me ask you this, <clears throat> and follow up to this. So, what does that look like? What what's the relationship between the personal, authentic Andy brand when it comes to business? Like, how do those? Is that like a symbiotic relationship, right? Because if you're having to increase the eyeballs on you, what 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 should this person be expecting? Well, you have to realize that, like, dude, you have a lot of different options. There's plenty of business owners that aren't public. Mm-hmm. But they use their marketing budget properly to use influencers to, to leverage their following and their privacy onto their brand. But the reality is, is if you don't have a big budget and you don't have cash flow, you got to kind of make yourself into that to get leads in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Or um, you're going to have to come up with a creative way to, you know, figure out how you're going to get business. And there's a number of ways that you can do that. But social media is free and it takes, you know, a little effort, but less effort than what it would take. Uh, less money than what it would take for you to go out and try to work with all these influencers. So having a strong personal brand is a huge advantage because of that. But it's also a huge advantage because if you can build a good one, then other influencers traditionally want to work with you. Like they will look at this, your personal brand and say, yeah, I want to be associated with that. Mm. Right. And so Especially now, now with so many faceless yes, global corpse. Yes. Yeah. It's easier to get the, the most influential people to associate with you when you're strong, your brand is strong. Sure. So like having a strong personal brand is a big deal. And like, yeah, you could say, I love my privacy and I love this. I do too. But here's the real, I could continue to be private and just be fine. You probably can't. That's reality. And if you can and you want to, go ahead. But that's going to take cash flow. That's going to take money invested in other social media influencers. That's going to take a different kind of marketing and advertising. But the reality is, is there's very few situations. In fact, I can't think of any where a strong personal brand isn't extremely valuable to what you're trying to do. So the idea that, you know, I I can empathize with that. Like, I don't like showing a lot of my life. Like, I, I really like I would love to, but like I feel like I get tossed in with all these goobers, right? And they're just not my it's just not like it makes me feel gross. Yeah. And um so I don't do it, but I'm starting to do it in a different way, you know, uh, because I feel obligated. And 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 it's actually pretty fun. So I think, you know, another upside to what you're saying is is that like I think if you actually stepped out and started doing it, you might have some fun. But like real talk, dude, you know, you haven't even started yet. And you like think like your first three years are going to suck, dude. Like you're going to get fucking two likes. Mm-hmm. You're going to get five views. Nobody's going to comment on your shit. And you're going to have to keep doing it over and over and over and over and over. Like that happened to me. Like if you That's go back. process. Yeah, yeah. Like you have to put in all this time. Like people think they can become a social media celebrity overnight. But the reality is, is that doesn't put asses in seats. Okay. And asses in seats is what really matters. What, the, what I mean by that is do people show up for shit that you do? Do people respond to a call to action? Do people buy your stuff? Do people, you know, translate from your brand into your your actual business brand and actually convert into paying customers? And most of these people that you see online have a lot of fake shit and that's why they don't ever really convert, okay? So there's a big difference. Like, you know, 
Like, you know why when I show up to events, there's fucking 7,500, 10,000 people sitting there in a fucking arena? Well, that's because I have a real fucking following that I invested in for 11 years now. So you can't do it overnight. It's no different than starting a business. It's no different than starting... Um, it's so different than starting up a company, dude. You have to look at your personal brand as a real brand. And that takes time. It's just going to take, it's going to take time. Yeah. I love that, man. Yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of tips and tricks that you can use to do that. You know, you can, you can start making some decent content and you can shuttle it out to people who, who also make similar content and maybe they'll collab with you. Maybe, you know, like, bro, this takes effort. This isn't just as simple as. You know, and we see profile now I'm famous. Yeah, man. And we see this because so many, so many, there's so much fake shit out there. Right. So we see all these people doing all this stuff and they look real successful on the outside. And these motherfuckers don't have, you know, two grand to rub together on the backside. You know what I mean? So we got to be real like social media, you know, you have to really like look into people to know if they're actually real or not. And, and you know, this is why I always tell you guys to vet people. This is why I said, you know, like, what companies do they own? Can you buy their products? Do they have employees? How do they live? How long have they been doing it? What's their story? Uh, you know, can you be a customer of theirs like everybody else? Can you, like, evaluate how they do business? Like, you know, like, look into this shit. Like, because there's a lot of people out here that are fucking straight up lying. They're straight up lying about everything they got going on and they're selling you some fucking bullshit. Yeah. So, you know, I love it. I mean, it's just a mat. Look, it's like anything else. It takes time. It's hard as fuck. You're going to have to do it every single day and it's going to have to become a big part of your actual initiative and the privacy part. That's part of the price. Would, how much privacy would you give up to get where you're trying to go? That should be the question that you're asking. How important is it to you? Yeah. Real man, guys. Andy, our third and final question. Andy, question number three. Andy, I work in underground telecommunication construction. Say that three times fast. <laughs> but uh, installing fiber optic cable underground, and I run a small crew of about two to four guys. Often, my younger guys just can't seem to show up for work on time, if at all. Uh, it's a regular occurrence. When we have big jobs to do, every single man counts. If one or multiple guys don't show up, we oftentimes can't do the required work for the day, and uh, thus no one's making any money that day, myself included. My standards of expectations, um, I have fired these kids, but my boss says, quote, a warm body that shows up is better than having no one at all. In my mind, there has to be consequences to their actions. Um, and if they can't hang with the standards I set, I'd rather not continually attempt to pull them along. What advice can you offer or would you? what would you do in my situation? Stand fast on your standards of excellence uh, to your own detriment or losing work altogether um, or just taking what you can get since someone who uh, mostly shows up is better than not having them at all. The fact that you... The way you wrote the question is very insightful to what the problem actually is, okay? I can't seem to get him to show up. What do you mean? It's not an option. You're either fucking here or you're fucking fired. Like, it's fucking real simple, okay? And here's the fact that you need to really answer is that you're being a shitty motherfucking leader by allowing these motherfuckers to drag down the rest of the guys that you have to be responsible for. 
Okay, so when your boss and you, and I encourage you to go play this fucking clip for him. When you guys fucking enable these people by allowing them to show up late, allowing them to do bullshit work, what you're doing is you're sacrificing the well-being of all the other people who are showing up every fucking day working their fucking asses off. So you have an obligation to the people that you actually care about who are showing up there, getting their fucking hands dirty, getting in the fucking fight to do what you have to do to make sure that you have other people show up and do the work. So... Uh, no, I wouldn't tolerate it. And the fact that you've tolerated it so long has only sent, this is probably going to create a bigger problem for you that you haven't seen yet. The fact is you've tolerated this. And how long do you think it is before your good guys are going to start realizing that they don't have to show up? Mm. Okay. Not long. No, not long. <laughs> it doesn't take somebody to figure that out. Like yeah. if nothing's going to happen to them, then they don't have to do any work. Mm. Okay. So eventually you got to start chopping motherfucking heads off. And this happens in every organization. It happens usually in bursts, okay? Usually there's one person and they got some pretty good reason. And then, you know, the, 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 the peers know that they're full of shit. And then they start coming up with some good reasons. And then all of a sudden it goes from having good reasons to not having reasons. And they're still not showing up. And now instead of one guy, you got 10 guys that are doing this. And guess what you got to do with all of them? Fucking cut them out. It's what has to happen. Because otherwise that culture infects everybody else and now you got a real problem, all right? So my answer to this question is very simply, stop tolerating. You get what you tolerate. That's what you're going to get. And when you sit here and say, my standards are standards of excellence, no, they fucking aren't because you're tolerating less than that. This is a you problem. This is not a them problem. This is you. You are sitting here telling me on this show that you are a person of high excellence standards and, and you care about the people. No, you don't. Because if you did, you wouldn't allow that. You wouldn't fucking allow it even one time. It's not a standard of no. being hated. And like, dude, real talk, like a lot of you guys need to fucking realize this. You have people in your company right now that are ruining your ability to run your company. And I don't know if you guys looked around, but it's not getting any easier to run companies. It's certainly getting a little more challenging. Okay? So you have these people, and this is a great, this is the great thing about what's happening in the world right now. There's a lot of bad things, but this is the great thing. There's a lot of companies laying off people who are highly skilled and highly qualified. Who are who, These people are good, they're the good workers who have to be in a position where they don't have a place to work. Okay, so all of your people that you're tolerating that don't do the work, that don't fucking show up, that don't really dig in and go to battle with you guys, you, you can cut those people right now and find people who will. There's a lot of people out there do, that are looking to be a part of things that are, that are going to, you know, work. Yeah. So... Um, it's a good opportunity. It's a necessity. And if you don't do it, your whole company's going to crumble. Your whole little, you know, your boss who says, oh, just blah, blah, blah. He's ruining his own shit. He doesn't even know it yet. Yeah. He's just saying that because he don't have to deal with it. Right. Let me ask you this, Andy, because I know you talked in the, you know, you, you've said this often of, you know, people come in and ask like, man, where'd you find all these people? And, and your response is always, we build them. Like we yeah. develop these people, mm -hmm. right? So, I mean, do you think that this could also be maybe an issue with like their hiring process or the standards that they're setting up front? Or is it, you know, could it also be their their investments into these young people, bro? Because, I mean, a lot of young people, I don't know if this, I, I think this is just a common issue with young people right now. You know, we talk about Hold the school on. system. This ties back it. into the That's first question. Saying. Yeah. When you train people for their whole lives that they can do whatever they want, including decide to be a man or a woman at their own whim, yeah. do you really think that they feel like they have to be at a job at any given time? Or do you think that the job will just say, hey, it's okay. Yeah. You know, you still get the check. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
So this is what you're dealing with. Yeah. And this is what that, th- listen, this is our own fault as American citizens for allowing this shit to creep in. Mm. Okay. We, we allow it. We've allowed it. We've allowed it. It's been fucking years and years and years. We've allowed it. And now we're like, well, nobody wants to do shit. Well, no shit. If you never taught anybody that they have to actually go out and hunt and kill to survive, what do you think is going to happen when you tell them they got to go hunt and kill? They're going to say, no, I don't. I'll just eat some of yours. <laughs> Fuck you, Will. <laughs> That's what they say. That's what they think. Yeah. And so you have to stop fucking feeding them. Mm. That's fuck yeah, I love it, man. Like, bro, I don't know what to tell you guys. You guys are fuck fucking hold the line. Mm. Say no. Cut them out. Do whatever you got to do. Let them say whatever the fuck they're gonna say. You'll continue on going, and they'll go do something else, and they'll do the same thing they're doing to you somewhere else. Better over there than here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, absolutely, man. Yeah, dude. You you guys. You know you can't say you're a leader with. Uh, <laughs> high high standards if you're tolerating people not showing up to work and then you say the job can't get done without those two people so that means that the job can't get done for the other two guys or the other three guys that are there counting on that to feed their fucking families and you're telling me it's you think it's the the loser's fault no that's your fault that's your fault you're a shitty leader you need to get better i love it man i fucking love it man guys Andy, that was three. Yep, go pay the fee. Yeah, went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold.